ear on it. <laughs> we're on it. We're Hi, on it. We're oh live. my God. We're live. Okay. Uh, you guys, I am married to a Capricorn and she was in the right. I mean, I'm married to a Capricorn, but you're right. I, you're surrounded by Capricorns. She was in the right. I think she was in the right too. Um, uh, your parents don't see it that way or her or his parents. TC is really upset. Well, that's because I'm sorry. And I love TC, but that's because TC is a whole man and does not understand how it feels to be a woman to be like, or, or a young girl to be like, stop fucking looking at me. Leave me alone. I bet. I will bet. It's like the whole poking thing. It's just like, bet. I'm not touching you. And I'd still, it's like, I would bet the rest, I would bet the rest of this bag of King Palms that that little boy has bothered her before. And she's already told him to knock it the fuck off. I would, I would bet that whole, that whole bag of the rest of my King Palms. Y'all come watch the show solo.to slash Canvas Closet 420. We're on Facebook Live. We're on YouTube and we're on Twitch right now. I am talking to my audience over on Instagram Live as well right now uh, for a minute because I just found out that my niece spit in a young child's face. Okay, so these children are like five or six. I feel like I want to do like a Reddit Am I the Asshole on this Um, (laughs) because I want I want some perspective. Uh, Is my niece the asshole? My niece will be six in January. She's a full Capricorn and she got pulled out of school today because uh, there was an incident between her and a boy in her class. We'll assume he's probably five or six years old as well. Uh, And uh, she said to him at some point in the day today, stop looking at me. And he used his male privilege to continue looking at her and not listen to what she asked him to do. Now, my take on it and like backstory, backstory on this, from, from my perspective, this ain't the first time. I don't know this for a fact. Like I'm not a hundred percent certain that this is not the first time that she's told this little boy to stop fucking with her. But I would say that I'm almost 99 point. I'll say 99.98% just to give him a little bit uh but like boys don't listen and then they mamas don't show them how to listen properly to women and then they daddies probably don't listen either so they get in a fine example set and then so like she said stop looking at me and he did not stop looking at her and so she spit in his face <laughs> now <laughs> then, <laughs> then she had to go home. She was sent home. But here's the thing. She's teaching him young. She's teaching him shit. She mama slap him. him. Yeah, she could have put hands on him. She could have been like smacked shit out of him across his face. And I I am I like I am almost certain having been a little girl before she asked him already. She she was fed up. She was Did the little boy get sent home too? Did the little boy get sent home too where he got to stay in class and get his education? I'm going to say the same. They couldn't say, say, you know, like, don't. Don't spit in people's faces. Go back to class. That's yeah. how you handle it. But no, you got to see this little girl it. home. Now, five or six, it doesn't seem like she's missing out. Oh, no, he got to stay. So it's like she had her shoulder showing, right? And she had to go home and he and and miss out on educational things like uh, socializing properly, reading, circles, 
uh, she was threatened to be suspended because of his parents, because his parents baby him because his listen, I'm invested in this fully. Do you want me to go down to the school and talk to them? Because I'll come. I'll come to Virginia. I'll be like, I'll, yes. How many times? Like what? You know, like this little. How many times has your little boy out of her? been fucking with my daughter? That's what I fucking want to know, because we already know. I'm not saying all men or all little boys. You know, we don't say that around here. But I mean, if the shoe fits, of course. Why were they furious? <laughs> Did they fight? She said they were furious. They're furious for what? These are six year olds. I'm furious that my daughter had to resort to spitting on your child. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm furious sorry. about that too. Like, I'm furious that my niece had to um, resort. I'm going to do our intro real quick because yeah, um, it. <laughs> it's about that time as if we are a few minutes into the show. You're about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet podcast with Canna Queen. That's her. And MJ. That's me. Uh, that's this me. is an adult content show with no limitations on subject language or actions as you may have already noticed as you listen to this first part of the show opinions views and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts and their subsidiaries if you aren't sure don't worry we'll tell you Uh, or you can just look at our faces it's usually pretty apparent there um it's time to get this session started thanks for rolling okay we got more information okay so since more people are in here i'm gonna give you all a quick backstory and then we're gonna get i know we're gonna get into other conversations but i really am invested in this right now (laughs) okay so my niece five years old gonna be six next uh in two months uh she uh got kicked out of school today by the way can you tell her congratulations that's like that's early that's early that's early age to get kicked out of school but I don't think it's fair that she got kicked out of school. His pa- exactly. His parents need to teach him some accountability and and, and how to listen. Um, so okay. Uh, so so she got kicked out of school because she told this little boy, we're gonna assume he's five or six years old as well, that he needs to stop looking at her. Stop looking at me. Stop it. Okay. And he did not. And he did not. Now, the other kids in the class said that he didn't do nothing wrong, but the other kids in class do not understand consent. And somebody needs to teach these little children what consent means. And uh, and glaring at a girl is uncomfortable. And maybe this little girl, not this little girl in particular, but you don't know what this little girl deals with at her home. And so a little boy staring at her could be traumatic for her. Not this little girl. This little girl doesn't deal with none of that shit at home. She is perfect. Anyways, she's perfect. And don't you yell at her for this. Um, so she's, so then, so then, uh, so then, but this is not in her character to like spit on people or, or be like that. It's not like her to do that. So I feel like she had to tell this little child more than one time to stop looking at her. She's probably had to deal with his little ass on the playground. Somebody's dusty ass little fucking son on the playground. And, uh, and, and she was over it. Like she was fucking over it and then she was like you stop looking at me and honestly this makes me this like flashes me back to being a child i was such an angry child in elementary school i would have probably hit this little boy in his face so um i guess we're glad that it didn't come to <laughs> physical blows because i would have like clocked him like seriously that's how mad i was in in school like if i told you to stop fucking looking at me you gonna stop looking at me did I just tell you this story recently? I think I feel like I just told this story recently to somebody. Maybe it was 
uh, Dustin, our friend Dustin. Um, but um, when I was little, my cousins came to stay with me. And one of my cousins was really homesick and he cried and cried and cried. And I have zero patience. And I certainly had zero patience for children back then. And uh, so I, <laughs> as, a child. <laughs> as a child, I didn't even like them then. And so I told him to shut up. So I was like, shut the fuck up, like shut up. And, um, and he kept crying and his sister was like, don't yell at him. And I was like, you shut up too. And she said, <laughs> make me. And now she was sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor. And, uh, I just, I just swung back and slapped shit out of her. I just, I just, she said, make me. And I did, I made the shit out of her. I just fucking pushed her and she fell over. Her legs was still in crisscross <laughs> applesauce. She was just like this. And uh, it's hilarious. It was hilarious. She called my mama. I got in trouble. But anyway, listen, she probably told him more than once. So it's not in her character. The parents were furious that their little baby, perfect little boy got spit on. But you didn't teach him no fucking manners. You didn't teach him to leave little girls alone. Leave her alone. If she said no, if she said stop, if she said any of those things, little girls and grown women deal with y'all bullshit enough. If you're not, if you're not going to leave us the fuck alone, we're going to make you leave us the fuck alone. And I think that's what she did at the end of the day. So I say, don't yell at my baby. Please don't yell at my baby. Don't punish my baby. And you tell her that she has every right to not have some little little dusty ass little boy having his eyes glaring over her she don't fucking want that maybe the teacher should interject and put them on different sides of the room or some shit keep that little boy away from her because you know he's already caused you know he already causes problems for her she didn't just come up and spit on him out of no out of the blue because he was looking at her she was already yeah. mad at him. She was already mad at him. And then she was like, you better stop fucking looking at me. That's what fucking happened. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. That's how I'm going to always tell the story for the rest of her fucking life. For the rest of her fucking life, when I tell this story about how she spit in some little dusty ass little boy's face, this is how I'm going to tell it. Because I don't feel like it was her fault. <laughs> That's right. You know what, though? Mm. You say that. She said, I told her she should have told the teacher. Uh that that uh he didn't listen to her but like little kids don't know how to emote this is making me uncomfortable they don't know how to say that so for her to go to the teacher and be like he's not listening to me the teacher's gonna be like well he doesn't have to listen to you you know probably but like teachers really need to think outside the box when it comes to these relationships between little boys and little girls um and and make sure that little boys understand that that this is this is part of consent. You can't just be staring somebody down like that. You're going to get your ass beat, first of all, if you do that to the wrong person. Yeah, as an adult, we don't allow it. Like, No, on. as an adult, exactly. As an adult, if I say, stop looking at me, and you don't, there's going to be some fucking consequences at the end of the day. I don't know what those consequences are going to be. Maybe I end up in jail. Maybe you end up dead. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to end. But like I asked you nicely, probably already three or four times, please stop staring at me. Please leave me alone. Please walk away. Please, you know, because that's what women do. That's what we're taught to do. You, you're teaching her right. She stood up for herself. Maybe not in the best way, but she's only six years old. If she was 16, I would be like, maybe she shouldn't have spit in his face. But she's six. She don't know. Like they don't know how to express their emotions properly. They're running purely on it. She already did all the things she knew. She already did all the things she was told to do. She did all the things she knew how to do. She, she exhausted all of her avenues before she spit in that little boy's face. I almost guarantee it. 
<laughs> yeah, I almost guarantee it. I almost guarantee it. you want, I'm going to, you know, this is on Instagram too. So when I end this Instagram video, it's, I'm going to download it. So you could show TC what I said, like literally you don't understand what it's like to be a little girl, like to be a little girl and have little boys just bother you all the time. And nobody fucking corrects them because boys will be boys. But that right. leads to like literally to get that serious. turns into men and women. That turns those, into little, those boys. little ones grow up to be big ones. Those uh, little and, ones and turn and into so adolescent ones and into grown men who still do not know how to respect women or treat women or behave around women because we didn't teach them because we boys will be boys then when they were little and, and then kicked her out of school for defending herself. So she's not getting her education today while this little boy gets to sit in class after he made her feel uncomfortable because his parents are furious that he got a little bit of spit on his face. It's not like, kid. first of all, kids spit on each other all the time. Can we agree to that? They're, they always got spit on their face. That's why I don't have any. Right, That's but also... As an adult, don't spit on me because that will be. Oh <laughs> my God, that will be my Dateline right. episode. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think this can cover uh, what, what is Canna Queen mad about today? This I'm mad because right I in. kicked my niece we out just, of the Yeah, yeah, school. like we're just. <laughs> We're, we that. are on track. We are on track for our show without show notes. Look at us, y'all. Um, <laughs> Listen, one last thing on that. Uh, you, you tell that baby, keep standing up for yourself, baby. You, you take care of yourself. Don't even, don't even worry about it. We'll take care of the consequences for you. We got you. We love you. We got you. Okay. I'm going to get off of Instagram. Y'all come over. Y'all come check us out um, on solo.to slash canvas closet 420. We are on Facebook live. We are on YouTube and we are on Twitch. Come check us out. We got lots to talk about today. Uh, we're going to hit some headlines and stuff. And uh, thank you for letting me share this story about my baby girl. She was not wrong, though. She's not wrong. She was correct. Maybe she didn't handle it right, but that's because she don't know how. But she was correct in defending herself and standing up for herself. And I'm proud of her. I love her. You tell her I love her. Mwah. Okay. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> On Instagram. Everybody else stay here. I'm going to post this shit. Share it. Yeah. No, we sharing <laughs> that. We sharing that. My baby girl was in the right. She was not in the wrong. She was yeah. absolutely right. This uh, is a early, early education lesson, you know, yeah. like that he gonna, you know, like maybe this will be why, why did, what, what led to, I, you know, what led to her acting like that? You know, what did he do? You know, keep doing it's, it's always little boys that are raised like that end up growing up to be grown men who call women females and say they don't have no woman friends and can't figure out what's wrong with that and can't figure out why people like they, they don't know. They don't get it. They don't fucking understand why, why, why that's a total big fucking red flag. Just like, and, uh, you know, okay. So when we talk about a lot of the things that we talk Jesus about, Christ. we talk about trauma and where it's going to lead you, know, what these events lead to, you know, and what, yeah, you know, like as far you know when we when as adults you know in this situation when you're like when men do that and you're like please stop because we've been through this and we're trying to be polite and you still don't listen and yet we are you know put in these positions to then be called bitches and you know standoffish and what the fuck ever and uh you know 
this little boy got the early education on it and this is how they and then and then look how the parents reacted though they're mad because somebody spin their son's face but they didn't ask what happened everybody's like nothing happened but she said what happened she what said, happened before the what happened you know like okay she said incident I, here but what happened right. have y'all been paying attention to what's going on exactly yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, like you said, on the playground, outside of it. And then he's going to end up being a grown ass <laughs> man that cusses girls out because they tell him no or worse um, or worse. Uh, so what I would say uh, is, uh, is, is go, go find some kind of therapy. If you know that you have the, these traumas, these things that uh, bring you to these moments of, you know, like figure something out for yourself, men that, you know, don't care and wonder why women yeah, act the like, way they I just, act. Like, yeah, do you like, even like women? <laughs> like I just like I don't understand. If you don't have a female or women friends, female friends, see, see, you got me going in this fucking stuff. Like I'm not a science project. I'm a full adult, so please don't refer to me as female unless we're talking scientifically speaking. Like if I'm in the doctor's office, okay. Checking checking the box on uh, on what you're on um, what. <laughs> But like, it really doesn't make sense to me how you cannot have a, have a, have a friend that is the opposite sex. And then that goes into, well, then you probably, I mean, I'm going to assume, but you probably don't have any gay friends. You probably don't have any trans friends. You probably have very few friends of color. Again, trauma. That person is traumatized and they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to address it. They just want to sit where they're sitting and say, nope, if you don't like it, then you don't have to love it. And you're like, you're right. Peace out. Um, and, uh, that person's, you know, like, unfortunately there will be some, uh, you know, a woman that will fall into a trap of, you know, like, because she's also got trauma from that. She's also experienced that trauma in a, in a different household where a man acted like that and it was okay. And it was absolutely normal. I was raised in that household where a man acted out and it was perfectly normal. It was absolutely the normal thing in my life. I didn't understand how anybody didn't have a mean dad. I just, I didn't understand that at all. Uh, my dad was mean as fuck. Like I was scared of shit of him. I was really scared of this person. And, um, that's what I mean too, is that this little girl, fortunately, and thank God she has loving, uh, family around her, um, who are not abusive in any way. Like I know this family very well. I call her my niece. I clearly know them very well, but like, let's, let's say if it was me, and I'm the little girl. I grew up with male trauma in my house, a man traumatizing me in my house. And if a little boy looking at me makes me uncomfortable, that's probably a lot of where that stems from. Not to mention, like we said, there's probably other there are other incidents. This wasn't the first incident. She didn't just decide today to spit on this little boy. She was over it. Yeah. She was over it. And they grow into be men who cause more trauma to women, to hurt women. They are the ones we need to be protected from. And I'm going to say this to you, ladies. Listen to me and listen to me clearly. Fuck politeness. If you feel it in your gut that it don't feel right, be wrong about it. Be fucking wrong about it and apologize for it later. It doesn't fucking matter. Stay safe out there. Fuck politeness. Listen to your gut. And if you're wrong, apologize for it later. But like go with your gut instinct immediately. That's why you get that feeling. That's that's evolutionary. That's why you get that feeling. And men, not every woman wants you to talk to them. Just just FYI, you don't need to be heard all the time. You don't. Um let's let's I'm gonna bring this full circle and tell you so we can talk about some Vegas stuff that we didn't get to talk about, but uh, so we are at MJ BizCon and we're in, uh, we are driving to the convention and we've got the windows slightly cracked. Oh my and, God, that guy, I almost forgot about that guy. 
and can of queens uh driving and she realizes she's uh in the wrong lane to uh she's returning and this man rolls up in a you know truck next to old us. Dude. you know uh, you could probably touch him and he would just pff, dust yeah, like he was and, old. Uh, and um he's like you know i gave him the what's up nod uh just because i'm in a car and i can and he made eye contact and uh and he says roll your window down and it's already a part way down where i can hear you bitch i can already hear you enough for you to be like roll your window down and i was like why he's like well i was gonna tell you a way to get to the uh, the convention center quicker we didn't ask you got this here she's got it handled you know and he like gunned it and like like pulled his truck forward and was like why are you mad when women say no to you sorry we're not gonna follow you down an alleyway not sir. sorry we're not getting um, trafficked today <laughs> not getting trafficked today um so yeah that leads to Las Vegas. We had an amazing time in the convention. We didn't get to talk much about it other than it was overwhelming for me. Um, Super overwhelming. We, uh, you know, just uh, outside of the overwhelmingness of it, um, you know, you're supposed to register for parties, you know, um, because most of them are first come, first serve. They want to, whatever. You're supposed to register for parties. And uh, RSVP, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um but anyway, so we we registered for uh, the High Times party. Um, I we read in there that there was going to be some performers there that every you know we're and and we're like okay. I'm not nothing a, panned um, out for oh god. I'm not a I'm not a celebrity freak. Like if I meet a celebrity, unless they're like music. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's music celebrities. So I love music, um, but I'm not a celebrity freak. Like I feel like you're a normal person. I did cry a little bit when I met Sue Sisley, and I little bit I cried when I met Steve D'Angelo. But those are celebrities within our community, and they've really changed my life and my career with the research that they've done and the activism that they've done. And um, and so I follow them a lot. So that was very overwhelming for me. But like, um. I don't even, I don't, I mean, I could prove me wrong, but I don't really feel like I'm going to cry when I meet Snoop Dogg. Cause I, I mean, we're friends he's a normal motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's, he's a celebrity. Yeah. What the older you get, the more you realize that some of your friends just have jobs where they make more money than you. And some of them don't have jobs where they make more money than you. And you're somewhere in there, in there with your group of friends. And so like, being a celebrity is like really it's like a job they gotta fucking work hard to get gigs and get on t like especially until they're top notch and people are asking for them yeah but yeah it's still a, it's still a hustle yeah so, 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 <laughs> so to preface this i do get very excited about music but i don't get very excited about celebrities like in general so i was like if these people are going to be there and we miss this party, it's no big deal to me because it's like, whatever, we're meant to meet who we're meant to meet or see who we're meant to see. Go ahead. <laughs> and so with that, uh, nothing else was, uh, you know, our plans. We were just like, okay, what are we doing? And uh, they were like, okay, we're just going to go early. It says get there early because you could not make it in the door or whatnot. Because well, so we, we also there. thought we had another party before that party. So that's why we weren't sure. Yeah, if we were going. plans were changing. Yeah, everything was, uh, we, we were staying fluid. I think we dealt with it well. I do too. 
and there was strippers in the street i mean it was great it was a it was a lovely time great night um we so we show up early we um make our way to the balcony we meet people that we were supposed to meet that we didn't know we were supposed to meet just by simply being like hey can we stand next to you (laughs) we met uh who do we meet from missouri what who was it uh Um, we got to reach out to him actually too we would love to get him on the show what's his name nick nick from From missouri from dang dab Dab stars dab stars dab stars nick dab stars nick that's and, who it um, was. And so, uh, and we, we, we just like sallied up to, to a couple of guys that were, and we're like, can we sneak in right here? So we're not like out here. And they're yeah. like, yep. And, uh, and so, yeah. And, uh, and from there we went to the dance floor. We were the only ones on the dance floor, right in the middle of it. In the yeah, front. we were. We were like, we're saving our spot. Forever. We were the only ones on the dance floor. And like then, forever. Uh, forever. We did have, uh, a, um, I remembered her name that night and I probably could recall it in a second, but anyway, we had a girl join us. Um, but at that point, I don't know. We walked away anyway. Yeah. We walked away for just a minute to go smoke a blunt because we weren't smoking inside quite yet. Yes. Fast forward to, um, start with the DJ. DJ was out there, yo. And then they, brought on another DJ who immediately the other guy and his mood and was like, here we go. Yeah. And uh, being front row for uh, red man and method man. It was um, amazing. And uh, front row. Front row. Could front see row. the sweat on method man's face. If he, Gorgeous. if we, if we wanted to do the reach out and uh, like, it, we could have touched. Could have yeah yeah he's amazing they um, were amazing but i'm in love with method man i mean how could you not be he's gorgeous it was great i you y'all know, know he's I, in his 50s Oof. I that's the thing my, about celebrities I, uh, yes i surround Regular myself with people like that. that love music so i'm not great at choosing music whatnot i love everything so i let people lead me to what they're listening to and then uh, you know if i like it i like it. if i don't i don't today so i cried in the shower like to one of the albums that i listen to sometimes when i need to cry so that's my relationship with music <laughs> exactly right so i have people send me playlists um when i was moving cross country i had people you know as goodbyes i said make me um cds with you know playlists. <laughs> what y'all know about burning a cd Actually, most of our fan base is probably knows everything about burning CDs. And so I got a, I ha, I got had a good you know couple few. I lost a, a handful of them in a, you know a car accident because they were still in the disc player, uh, and that, mm-hmm. so that sucked. But um, <laughs> and I don't, I've even asked people, can, can you can you send me that playlist again? They're like, yeah, no, <laughs> nah, I don't have it. I don't even remember. What Sorry, it was. I don't even remember where I put it together at. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was a, a Vegas highlight. Um, it was. We were on. Uh, to... We were on mushrooms that night too. That oh, that's where I was gonna say the girl that um, that we you know was kind of like hanging out with us. Her friend worked for one of the sponsors of the show, and I was like, "Let's go get a blunt," instead of being like, "Let's work and network." <laughs> and I had no I'm idea. Like, yeah. We were on mushrooms. We were partying 
for sure that night Sorry. we were at a we, it was a full party we were uh so we got to see that it was an amazing evening of method man and red man um i realized in the videos that the sound was so much better than it was in person uh i think it's just because it was front we were because right we were there so right to, there yeah, right, right there exactly back we were right so... in front of a speaker and the reverb was crazy in my ears crazy what y'all know exactly we talked about doing cassette mixtapes the other day where you had to like wait for the dj to shut the fuck up and uh hope that they played your song Press that play. you requested like two hours ago and yeah it was it was a whole thing it was a whole thing um and yeah so so that was that but that was that was amazing i uh i feel like yeah i mean these were like semi-networking events but also it was a whole concert like we're we're not working right now we are we are at a concert and what are you talking about i mean we were fucking litty titty so then we leave there and we're heading to our next party which happens to be in the uh in the hangover suite at this at caesar's palace so the suite that they were in when they fucked shit up, that's where we were. That's where we were. And it was amazing. Um, it was beautiful. But before we got there, we were <laughs> we were on the street. Uh, we went, you needed shoes. Yeah, I, uh, I chose to rock some amazing shoes, but they, they were are amazing. not meant for not meant for walking they are just meant for wearing uh when you're sitting down and so your pants rise just slightly enough to be like wow those are some amazing shoes uh they are not meant for trekking around vegas in um so but we, that's what we were doing but uh that's what i chose to do and uh i rocked it up until uh we had to walk a lot to get to our next destination um and I was like, I cannot do it in these shoes. And if you don't want me walking barefoot, we should probably stop into a store. <laughs> Which meant I don't want to walk barefoot. So we I was also prepared to walk barefoot if we were not going to walk into the store. Anywho, we do. We I find flip-flop. I've got an amazing little pair of flip-flops that when you put them together, they put together the Las Vegas sign. So they're fun. Adorable. Um, <laughs> Uh, but while we're there, while we're, uh, you know, checking out the flip-flops, um, I, I did spot her when we walked in and was admiring her and she crossed our path and you were like, oh, hello. Um, but we, uh, there was this lovely girl in a Burberry type trench coat uh, fastened and I knew that that was her outfit. Like I knew she would, you know, and, uh, and that was so the we, outfit you guys, and, there was nothing uh, some underneath amazing that. Amazing boots uh amazing beautiful boots and uh and she's running you know she's standing in the middle of the the, the market it's it's essentially like a you know whatever convenience store market tourist shop yes <laughs> and uh and uh she has a little music box in her hand and she's playing it and she's got a little stuffy in her arms and uh and she looks and like Canada. she's gonna cry and uh, you know, so Canna Queen stops her and is just like, "We love you, and uh, your outfit is is amazing." And you know, so we start chatting with her, and she is just 
Let me tell you, uh, if you're in Vegas or really anywhere and dressed fabulously, when Candy Queen stops you in the street, it sounds something like this. Woo, Queen, what? Look at your outfit. You look amazing. So that's kind of how we we met. (laughs) Something to that effect. Yeah. And so she, she, we, we interact for a few minutes. We both go our separate ways. And, and then we're walking down the street and I'm gonna let you take this part over because and these beautiful (laughs) beautiful young men uh dressed in nearly nothing uh approach us as is their job they work for Chippendales uh they they are luring women in to take pictures with them and then pay for those pictures and guess what they want a client that day so uh we're remember now we are stoned and we're having we're taking a little journey we're on a journey and uh so we're on our way to the next party and we do all the things and we're stopped by the Chippendales and this little man like I, I looked at him and I go um how old are you and he said 26 I was like your mother would hate me for this I like literally I just like what he was beautiful, y'all. Y'all are raising beautiful young men out there. I I was just, I was just, um, you know, contributing to his college fund. That's all I was doing. That's that's what I did. So, so we're taking pictures. They're great. We're having a great time. We're posing with them. Whatever. I'm grabbing his ass. He told me to do it. It was consensual. They, it was consensual. Yeah. One thousand percent consensual touching. Um, they didn't touch us like literally at all, except like maybe like on an arm or what, like they they were like totally, you know, not, you know, hands off. And, um, so they were totally hands off. And, uh, so then body off though, but hands off. No, my God. So (laughs) they were beautiful. So I'm going to show y'all, I'm going to show y'all. Uh, so then they, they, she walks by Christina. Is that her name? It's in my head as Christina. So she walks yeah. by and they're trying to like, and I was like, yo, that's our friend. So we get her in our pictures. We, all three of us were posing in these pictures with these two beautiful young men. And uh, I bought one, I bought one and they gave me the other one for free. So we, so we sent Christina home with a memento of us too. I don't know if she'll ever figure out where to find us or who we are, but we did, I think that's her name. And if I'm wrong, then I'll it's apologize Christine later. or Christina. And I <clears throat> don't, I think I gave her one of our green kitty cards. Okay. So maybe she'll so find us one day. I hope <laughs> she finds us. So you guys, this is the picture we chose. We chose the one with our new friend in it. Uh, as you can see, uh, let's see, make sure I'm in the middle. Okay. So as you can see, I am very into everything that's happening here. I am extremely happy. <laughs> Look at me. I'm like thrilled. Um, this was my favorite, uh, Chippendale of the evening. Then the girl in the middle is our new friend. As you can see, she's wearing this gorgeous Burberry jacket, but also it's a bra and panties under there. It's nothing else. Um, and then this other relatively gorgeous young man i would argue takes second place in anyways (laughs) but he's you know beautiful and then there's mj just being super innocent over there like look at me look at me (laughs) 
And then MJ's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. So, and then twice girl, I was called out as the naughty one. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, she is the right side, but <laughs> I will be honest. She is a Gemini and I've never, I've never had an experience uh, in that realm with a, a woman, a Gemini, but I have with a man Gemini and he was like super boring in real life, but like, which you're not, uh, but, but also like surprisingly not boring it was like superman clark kent superman clark kent i had no idea i was like whoa i, I haven't been told that like whoa, not whoa. What I was expecting. unexpected like, yeah right. it's because that um, other it's that other um it's that other personality pops through so yeah we did the chippendales thing and then we headed over to caesar's palace and we went to the hangover suite and we met some people there too i mean some really interesting people that was hosted by the highly connected app Um, highly connected app highly recommended highly connected app because um it will connect you with other uh cannabis uh entrepreneurs but also other people that are doing other things like photography uh brand ambassadors so they're just like contracted brand ambassadors and if you can't call them and you need them to work a show or something like that they'll come do it um and they're all over the the nation so um it's not just in in denver or in vegas or whatever you can find these individuals working all over um the u.s and i don't know there could be some international stuff too but definitely all over the u.s so, um, yeah, the highly connected mm-hmm. app and, um, the THC girls. So yeah. those are the best ways to find Holler them on to, uh, social medias. Krista um, and Sanja. Yeah, they were, uh, yeah, we did our, uh, best buds program with them and, uh, again, highly recommend. So, yeah. uh, check it out if y'all are, um, if anyone is looking to grow your business, they definitely helped us uh you know build some numbers as far as like you know things to to, to just uh put into play and simple play. things that we just needed to have like and, that we um, kind of already we had all of the stuff scattered all over and they're like no 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 put it all here and, like and simple shit like that they yeah they they took what we had and helped us uh organize that they um you know helped us to you know think about what's the next level for us so um that, that's exempt, but they're your best buds. They, you know, walk you through what you need. And, uh, and so we're looking forward to um, future, future workings with them. Agreed. Um, we want to commercial break. Yeah. Let's yeah. do some commercials and then, uh, ow, Ooh, don't sit like that. <laughs> let's do some commercials <laughs> and then throw our back out. Like, <laughs> Um, and, and hit some headlines. Okay. Um, we've um, been good. We didn't even bring up yeah, the holidays yet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Maybe we won't even have to deal just, with that. So, <laughs> um, commercials. Commercials. Uh, I've got them up. I can, I can, uh, brought to you by, uh, let's start with CQLLC. Um, I cannot click the screens cause I am on my phone, uh, doing okay. that. I'll do that. Um, but CQLLC, uh, here for your uh, responsible vendor training in Colorado. Uh, they, Canna Queen, Canna Queen, uh, your educator uh, extraordinaire. So making the boring bullshit uh, that you have to learn um, as a um, delivery 
handler kind of business and hospitality. So if you're uh, in the hospitality uh, sector of the cannabis industry in Colorado, you must take these uh, classes. Um, if you um, are an employee in the industry and handling the plant, um, it behooves you to have this certification uh, as part of your uh, badge. So yes. responsible vendor training offered by CQLLC along with other industry consulting. So uh, if you are having issues with your dispensary from front end to back end, uh, we can come in, do a 15 minute consult uh, and then tailor a program to your needs to uh, make those things better. Um, both of us have been in the industry for Oh God! What Over a it? decade yeah. is all I know. Yeah, <laughs> I combined, counting right? combined after even that. more. Um, yeah, right. That's the that's the marker, right? Um, and uh, and have seen it from all sides. So available for your consulting needs. CQ LLC um, nine seven zero four two six five nine eight five. I can't. I'm like I cannot read uh, right now, especially mm -hmm. on that small screen. Nine seven zero four two six five nine eight five. Or cql.cq-llc.com. Yes. Also brought to you by uh, Queen Kitty Seltzer. Solo.to slash Queen Kitty Seltzer is going to take you to all of our links, including our website, which we just got up. And since the website is up and it's all working order, you can now order cans. You can order cans from our website. The only places we cannot ship to, uh, Hawaii, Idaho, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Mississippi. Those are the only places that we cannot ship to. Otherwise, we can ship uh, to you. We have um, uh, eight plus and I think 16 plus uh, packages available. Um, you can't order less than eight because it doesn't make sense with the shipping. And we are working. You can, on, but you will pay I mean, for the shipping yeah. regardless. So yeah, you're going to pay for the shipping regardless. Eight, so. Yeah, it says four to eight. Um, we're just giving you that option, but yeah, I would say order eight so that the shipping is a little bit more easy to swallow and we're working on other shipping options. Uh, but that's the one we have right now. And we wanted to make them available to you. So if you would like to get your queen kitty seltzer, uh, go ahead and go online, uh, www.queenkittyseltzer.com and order yours today. We are sold out of bubblegum right now, but we do have lemon kiss and uh, nearly naked in the old school labels. So you can still get email those old school us, labels. Email us your bubblegum requests and we can uh, build up an order. Uh, we are... We are working on, or we could at least email you back when we're back in stock. Uh, we are working on Florida. Uh, we've been having meetings, so, uh, but we can ship to Florida. So we will ship it to you. Um, um, cousin, I'll be there for Christmas. I will. Uh, so if you want to like pre-order with her and then just, yeah, just pre-order with her. Then you don't have to pay shipping unless you're going to pay for some gas. Yeah. <laughs> that way you can Because I will be driving out. Um, and uh, yeah, so, oh, uh, www.queenkittyseltzer.com is also where you can get some gear. Um, oh, yes. We've got uh, merch and uh, other things available. That's our sweet little uh, bomber jacket, or uh, what do they call this? Uh, it's a hoodie. This one's the hoodie. Oh, this one's a hoodie. Um, there are other things, uh, koozies, cups, uh I don't think I did a keychain, but there is a holiday ornament. There's um, an ornament. Yeah. 
there are other things you can uh, gift to other people. There's a kimono robe, um, which is lovely. Um, we've got some pictures. We're going to start posting some stuff uh, as soon as I can figure out on the website. We'll get some lifestyle shots up there too. Um, but follow our socials and uh, and you can uh, check out some of the gear there. Um, yep. There's socks. There's joggers. There's, uh, I think I just added a sweet pair of leggings. <sighs> um, <laughs> so yeah, check it out. Um, thank you to those that have placed your orders. Uh, and we hope that you'll post some pictures of those things too. Tag us, tag us. I got to check in on, oh. on, uh, on Mia and see how her order went. Yes. Um, should have arrived. Should have arrived. Um, uh, we, when I say we, I mean me. Uh, I will be down in Durango on December 11th, probably, um, for a few days before I come back up uh, and prepare for my mother to visit me for the holidays. <laughs> we are not frozen y'all that was a moment of uh silence for, <laughs> for me for can of queen um, i love my mama but sometimes y'all mamas are hard and so it's fine though it's fine i'm excited to have her actually i'm super super stoked to see her show her around the house i hope she doesn't fall down my stairs i don't want to get a murder charge over christmas holiday murder i mean if i hopefully they Don't prove that it's it, not yeah you you're just joking and you better say that on camera right just now bitch. just kidding <laughs> one time <laughs> one time before we get into headlines let me just tell you the story one time okay i had to it was during covid you guys i lost my whole mind on this day i definitely lost my i was so angry by the time this day was over she needed a ride to Grand Junction from Durango. And that's like four hours. So she had to be at her appointment at like 930. That's what she told me. That's what, what time we was going to be there. We leave at like four in the fucking morning. I swear to God. I've, we, we left so early. I was like, why, Lord? Anyway, so we drive to go there. But at some point along the drive, and while it was still dark outside, uh, I had to go to the bathroom, but there was no gas stations open on our route. And so I pulled over and and I didn't say nothing. I didn't say anything about it. I just pulled over. I pulled over my car and then I opened the back door so that cars coming couldn't see my shiny ass. And then I squat down beside the passenger side door. And when I got back in the car, I kid you not, she looked at me and she was like, I didn't know if you were like, pulling over to like kill me and leave me in the woods. And I was like, now why would I do that right now when you're expected somewhere? <laughs> That's a dumb plan. <laughs> she was expected at her doctor's appointment. She never made it like what we did make it to that doctor's appointment. She got there. Now remember she's going to, uh, I haven't said this, but she's 75. She's, or she's uh, probably 73 at the time. 70. Anyways, she's seventies. She is walking with a fucking cane very slowly and very poorly. She got there. She got in the office at like 940 maybe or something. like. Anyways, it wasn't very far after. They canceled her appointment knowing she was coming from Durango that 
she was coming there to get an assessment about her mobility, y'all. And they canceled her appointment. We called them and told them we were on the way, that we were going to be there. They canceled her appointment. They fucking told her to reschedule her appointment. They said, well, we have another one in five hours. I was like, everybody has COVID right now. Where are we supposed to go? We don't live here. You know that. Like, are you kidding right now? I was like, I was like, like, lady, I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you. We are both very lucky that I'm not inside that building right now. Like, I was just like, what are you talking about? Do you guys know when they rescheduled her appointment, they rescheduled her for a virtual fucking appointment? Do, do you understand why people go crazy in this world? Do you understand? Just the fact that, like, the length of it wasn't even discussed to, to begin with when the appointment, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm sure it was a digital appointment or whatever. But, I mean, you just experience the same thing with your, with your, with your badge. So, I mean, can you really expect anything less from, uh, you know, government, you know? No. Y'all know I'm not getting paid although, right now. Although the, the Social Security or the, uh, the Secretary of State office seems to run pretty, like, yeah like getting my notary and stuff even though I was like expired by and there was all these issues like I had someone on the phone within 10 seconds like I shoved some food in my mouth and like thinking I had time to be on hold and immediately someone was like hey blah 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 this you know I was like uh spitting my food out like here's my issue oh boop 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 done I'm like if I were calling the CDPAG line for my cannabis card, I'd be all it's like, never <laughs> like that. They don't even know the answers to their own questions. Like I don't like they, 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 they don't know the answers to their own regulations. And like, you could add, you could call them and ask them a question about interpretation and they will not answer it for you. They will they not tell you how it's going to be enforced or anything like that. You have no fucking idea. And then they'll come and enforce it anyway, even though they've not given you any guidance on how, how you're supposed to run these things and like that shit right like that was crazy to me i am actually not getting paid right now because even though i don't touch the plant i have to have a badge which i think is money gouging of people who are like i'm in sales i don't ever touch the plant i don't take samples anywhere i don't do anything that requires me to touch the plant I, you know the whole idea of having to have a badge to work in the industry is just it's ridiculous bullshit. at this point it's bullshit they are not you could get a background check you're without... not even required to do you know oh your background check okay yeah great. well you know what the company uh, can send you out for a background check they can do yeah, that and, and have that print. in your file yeah, like no yeah no worries and uh like i don't and that and that process is twenty fucking dollars. That process to get it's get your extra, background check yeah. is twenty fucking dollars. Or okay, here's what just happened to me too. So I made an appointment for fingerprints, and I made an appointment for my badge uh, because I can't get paid without having my badge. So, uh, so I made those appointments. They call me and or or email me or whatever and they say uh they say you know uh this is the appointment you need and also if you get fingerprints outside of this office it can take another 5 to 6 weeks to process your your paperwork and i was like what and she was like yeah but you can get fingerprinting here you just have to pay us for it $40 double double it's just, it, it, yeah, it's a racket. It's, it's, it, it's a racket. If it, you know, but I think that needs to change. Like, 
Why do I have to pay to work in the industry that y'all don't regulate to the point where I'm required to take any kind of class or anything to touch that plant, to handle it um, with that badge? It's not included. Y'all also don't regulate. I get a a plastic piece of card with my name on it, not even my photo anymore. No, they're doing photos again. They, they, they're doing photos again. They, they said you can make a badge only appointment where you could come in and get your photo done. Why? Uh, But here's the other thing, you guys. In most, my company is going to reimburse me for this. In most companies, you have to pay out of pocket for that badge. If you don't have it, they won't hire you. And they are not required to pay you a living wage. So not only are you required to have a, this piece of plastic around your neck in order to work in the industry, they are not required to pay for it. And they are not required to pay you a living wage. And you are not, you're not getting any, any, you're just getting on the job training. You're not getting any additional training. You're not required to take any classes except for now they have the RBT in Colorado and in some states, but in most states, you're not required to take any classes. It's absolutely mind blowing. And then the fact that you have the audacity to pay somebody $13 an hour when they're required to pay $105 initially and $80 every year or every two years after that to, in order to maintain their badge and you're paying them $13 an hour and are not giving them raises. It is absolutely asinine to me that these are requirements. And then, then that's why the, the average person is never going to make any money in the regulated industry, unless you have money to get a license in the regulated industry, you're just not going to make any money in the regulated industry. You're going to have to go ancillary to do that. Here's the thing. Okay. This is kind of like hitting on a head a headline is that, you know, we get these headlines all the time. New York set to make $300 million. Rhode Island set to this market hitting this many in sales. It's just like everyone thinks of the cannabis industry and, oh, you work in the cannabis industry and you must have millions of dollars and you must be making it. And they just don't realize that these, uh, you know, big ass corporations that come in again, don't give up two shits about your local community, but yet we're so willing to sell out to these MSOs as, yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah. uh, you know, that we're not even willing to protect or even start with the, uh, you know, at least these other States, at least Colorado, you, you had a, you had a little awesome, you know, nest of, uh, you know, hardcore people that have kept their dispensaries, you know, as they are, but everyone else, you know, falling to the wayside. Or and there's to. no worker protections. There's no, no worker yeah. protections nope. in cannabis. You're not protected from mm-hmm. wage gouging. You're not protected in the workplace. You're not like, it's, it's literally, there's no worker protections, but and we're so, required to spend money to work in the industry. It's absolutely ridiculous. And so those, you know, hopefully we'll start to see changes like that as, uh, you know, we, we see progression with what's going on, you know, I mean, more and more it is the uh, second, you know, kind of not touching, not the, not touching the plant, but um, the processing parts of it and, uh, you know, that aren't necessarily to do with the products, but how things are being manufactured that are leading to, uh, you know looking at what processes are, what, how, you know, testing and, and, you know, it is getting more, you know, we just touch on the very basics of it. And if you don't, you know, 
that's another thing at BizCon is just seeing all these ancillary mechanical, electrical, da da da. It just is it, crazy, mind blowing. Um, it's advancements, but also it's like, where does the plant fit into this other than just being like, oh, no more smell of it, no more of this of it. It's like, isn't that what you're know, just can taking we- her all away, just like disappearing her altogether. So then my question is, can't we just, you know, be like, it's not a problem that this has a smell and an odor. I mean, uh, you can, you know, the Purina dog chow factory can uh, reach the high heaven and pollute the air. So gross. You know, be disgusting as all get out wherever they are. Have y'all ever had a paper factory in your town? A paper mill in your town? It smells straight like shit. We, I, I, there's a paper mill in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and it smells straight like shit. Every time you drive by it, it's the worst smell in the whole yeah. world. Not yeah. in the whole world, but it's pretty I mean, bad. Factories. Yeah. Factories. Factories. Um, yeah. You would think uh, that, you know, if you're asking people to, uh, I don't know, it, it, I, I have that different go between. This is the difference a, too. Here's the difference yeah. right here. Most licensed professionals like nurses and, and things of that nature, they get recompensated for their license, like for getting the, making sure their license is up to date or for, or for um, classes that they have to take to stay, uh, you know, cause like lawyers and doctors and uh, many other professions have to take like, like two or three or four uh, classes every year, so many credit hours every year. They can pick the subject. It has to be kind of in their like, in their profession, of course, but they can pick the subject matter of what they want to go check out or whatever, but they have to continue their education through seminars and, and talks and things like that. Um, and they, and, and if they don't own their own business, they get compensated for those things for, for maintaining their license. They get compensated for that. And not in, not in cannabis, not in most places. My company is going to compensate me for that, but that's a different conversation. But anyways, uh, Um, but yeah, it's frustrating money out, no money in. You know, they, they talk about regulatory setbacks. That means more money. You know what that means? That means, oh, we need you to go get this testing done or we need you to go, uh, you know, file this paperwork with a fee and, oh, sorry, uh, we're going to delay your license. We're going to do everything in our power to make you broke before you can even open so that you don't even exist. Well, we took your money. We gave you the program that you asked us for. We gave you a program to work in. We took your money and you failed. Sorry, you failed. No, we don't talk about the fact that they drag their feet on creating regulation or um, they set those dates back, like you were saying. They set them back so that now instead of getting our license in September, we're getting it now in November. Well, that's fuck- that fucking means that there's there's more months where I'm not making any money, but I have to put money out for rent um, to if I have top level employees that I want to maintain, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. I like to, it's like, Oh, expected to $80 million within the first year of sales. It's like, that's great. But where is it going to taxes to the, to back it? I mean, I know operations are, you know, hella, you know, but what, 
I don't know. I, I just hate these headlines and these num like the yeah. kind of stuff. So, but that that's that is what's hitting with a few people, you know, going online with adult use and whatnot. Right. Um, this one particularly, Rhode Island is set to launch, and you know, um, but uh, then we you know run into the, this uh, Washington um, ten years after legalization. Uh, so these are all MJ Biz Daily uh, articles that I'm pulling from. You can certainly check out their website. Um, we get little emails from them. So that's how we kind of just jump on and, and whatnot. So this was a kind of a headline. And, um, you know, Washington State, they legalized adult use 10 years ago. And uh, the issues that they still are coming up against 10 years later. Um, and 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 they kind of talk about interstate commerce and being you know poised for that as well. Oh, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> I still have not turned that alarm back on that, or I don't know. Doesn't. I just noticed that our clock is getting close <laughs> to an hour, so now I'm just like it's close. Um. So in Washington, uh, you know, state, they're saying, uh, you know, this article by Bart Shaneman. Um, and lack of access to capital, low wholesale prices, so small uh, and craft cultivators are you know, oversupplied, um, and then there's still limited social equity opportunities for uh, minority cannabis entrepreneurs. So this is 10 years later, y'all, when you're like, oh, just change it once you get it done. Well, this is some, you know, a state this is a decade later, and they still don't yeah, have minority and protections and, and, and good social equity program and minority ownership, and they still don't have it. 10 years later. You know, um, they do say, uh, you know, this, this uh, article, um, it's not to say that the market hasn't done what it's meant to do, uh, but. Oh, no, it's done what it's meant to do. It's the feature, not the flaw, that some of these individuals are going to continually be left behind. Right. Um, you know, there, the, the, someone, this is a quote, I'm going to go ahead and just read this, um, and kind of, um, when we're, we talk about normalization or, you know, okay, where well, we want to destigmatize. So, uh, this is a quote from Jessica Tornani, CEO of a Seattle-based cannabis company. Anyway, um, in 10 years, we went from medical patients being afraid they would lose their house because their neighbors would call the police on them, medical patients to now uh, soccer moms serving cannabis at cocktail parties. Um, and, uh, you know, is this good or bad? You know, so we, <laughs> we have come an extremely long way. Um, yeah. Yes, but no. Yes, because, uh, you know, okay, great. That's great. Um, a soccer mom can have her cannabis cocktail party. Wait. But medical patients are still struggling to get access to. Who's soccer mom can do this? Who's, who's soccer mom? Cause I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of these articles, I know I always bring it up there. When, when I think of the soccer mom that they're talking about in this article, they're always white women. It's a white woman who's serving like, give me a break right now because people of color are still encountering police interaction over this plant in legal States, in legal States. So <clears throat> while, you know, Susie Homemaker in in uppity whatever neighborhood she lives in is over here serving cannabis cocktails to her friends and whoo-hoo brunch. That sounds fun. Um, we have other people that are suffering still and getting arrested for having a joint in their pocket, even though 
not maybe not a joint these days, may, you know, maybe more, but still it's just like getting so arrested over cannabis crimes, over non nonviolent cannabis crimes, being put in jail, being ripped away from their families over nonviolent cannabis crimes over non okay. because why? Because they didn't give their money to the state to register their grow because so, so, so Susie can serve these cannabis cocktails, but I can't have my grow in my basement without paying the government. Right. So that's, yeah. Yep. Cause Susie's following the rules. She got her weed from the dispensary down the street. She paid her taxes. So we're good. Um, let's see. Uh, it, it goes on to talk about craft growers being affected. Um, being that there's just a an overage of flour you know available that you know only you know, they can only sell so much through the means that they're allowed to sell it through uh so mm -hmm. when they have these bumper harvests which this season that they did um in in washington state um that you know then people are trying to give it away you know prices and and this multi-million dollar market isn't going to the cultivators the cultivators are not getting paid y'all they're not getting paid um the people who are growing your medicine are starting to be get blurry and and on, if they've worked in the industry for any amount of time they're they're being jaded right now and it's sad because it's taking their passion away um and and the fact that like this is a interstate commerce situation too, right? Because honestly, if we could get cannabis flower into spaces where the program is just starting and um, they have, they are not producing enough for their population, then we could get that, sh you know, shipped over. But because we don't have any interstate commerce because of federal uh, illegality, then then we're stuck sitting with one state with an overabundance of something that another state could absolutely take advantage of if, if that were allowed. Yep. Um, they do have a, you know, they're, they're trying to, um, let's see, it says, uh, well, it says for several years, the state has been weighing whether to allow small cannabis farmers to sell directly to consumers, uh, similar to how wineries and breweries are allowed to operate. Um, Why wouldn't you? You got to come up with another way to move this product. Right. So, that, you know, that, because that's what they're, you know, it's like they have this amazing product and nowhere to go, you know, nowhere to, no outlet for it. Right. Um, and, and yeah, so they're, yeah, hopefully, you know, but again, when we're talking about, hey, you can change things really quickly, y'all. Um, you can't. You can't. It takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of money that, you know, from someone to make movements move, uh, you know, no matter how you, you look at that when you're wanting to make change. Um, and so, yeah, but you have to start with the, the right conversation first and saying, wait, if we're going to, we're going to fight this fight, we got to <laughs> do it right. Um, yeah. Yeah other hurdles uh, regarding cultivation and challenges uh, state regulators um, you know 
but oh, so quickly the state regulators can change rules about canopy usage, uh, which forces uh, the growers to alter their cultivation plans, um, which again alters their financial, uh, you know, capabilities. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, that's, that's, that's the other thing is like when we're talking about things in favor of what is helpful for us versus what is helpful to the state, um, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely see those uh, quickly, those movements quick. Um, they have uh, their, their adult use tax is uh, the highest in the state, United States at 30%. 37 percent jesus christ what state is this um, again this is washington state oh jesus we're still in washington state yeah 37 percent so not only can they not move the product it's so expensive that it's not going to move on top of that so you know like i i bitch about having you know before, you know to when i have to pop into 37 you know, mm-hmm. you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of clerks. If y'all know what the reference is. <clears throat> 37? Mm-hmm. 37. Mm-hmm. The average, okay, so including the excise tax and state and local, it comes up to 46.2%. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Why would anybody buy from a dispensary? Nope. Shut and, the fuck uh, up. It, oh, we want to end our a, underground market. We want to end. They call it the black market. I won't allow it. I and just won't they say, them. yeah, it does. It, here it says, you know, which again pushes consumers to an illicit market. It does. Uh, that, you know, and no, then, it's again, not illicit. Oh, then, and then, and then, and then we're full circle with uh, regulations in regard to, uh, you know, you're going re- to regulate the underground growing, market you know, now. Like, like that's. <laughs> You guys, first of all, I just want to point out that when they say illicit market, they're talking about the underground market. And when I say illicit market, I'm talking about those assholes that are selling you fake cartridges. That's what I'm talking about. So (laughs) underground growers, holler at my gromies out there um, because y'all are the best. And y'all keep this fucking industry alive, our communities alive. You keep keep people healthy. um, And so keep doing what you're doing. Be careful out there. Um, we hope that you can come out from the underground at some point in time and, and really, and really have a legitimate business of your own, uh, with this, but at, at, at this rate, just stay where you are. You know what I'm saying? Because like, why are we going to contribute to this bullshit? Like seriously, 46, you said 46.2%. What the f in taxes? That's just, that's half, that's almost 50% in taxes. 46.2%. Y'all, I cannot even, I cannot even, that's insane to me. That's insane to me. I did buy weed in Washington state. It was in 2018. I don't remember, but I want to say that it was pretty fucking expensive to get an eighth, but I was trying to experience, you know, because we were doing this road trip across, across the country. I was trying to experience the different you know, options. 46.2%. That sounds crazy. There's no way I wouldn't have a plug. There's no way. There's no, the reason you can't move your shit is because we all got plugs, bro. The fuck your 46%. 
Right. And then, but then these licensed growers, uh, you know, have, if they're, they're, what, they're supposed to just sit on their product. What do they right. do? They what do they do with it? Sell it at either rock bottom prices. And I don't know a lot about, uh, you know, what happens to, you know, processing and, and whatnot, but. Um, I would say that's where yeah. I would send all my plant material is straight into yeah. processing. Cause at least. Yeah. Um, they're saying, you know, again, access to capital is, uh, is still a huge issue um, because, uh, oh, for specifically for Washington, by law, their um, business entrepreneurs, their owners must reside in Washington state for at least six months before obtaining a license. And I think they have to stay in residency. So um, uh, that person that I met, um, which I still need to reach out to his friend that owns the dispensary in Washington state. Um he couldn't invest in it anymore because he didn't live there. They, you know, he had, he couldn't be a, uh, you know, um, and, and so. No other, like very, I would, what other business runs like this? Does the pharmaceutical industry run like this? Cause I just don't feel like it does. I feel like they're limited, even though they have limitations instead, they don't have as many regulations as like, I don't know, maybe they do, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I feel like what, what other industry that grows plants, by the way, what other industry that grows plants is under the thumb like that? Like I, I'm totally for testing. I want, I'm good for that. Like make sure there's no mold in my plant. You, I, I want to make sure it's a healthy plant. Uh, but I don't think I've ever gotten sick from anybody I trusted uh, methods. Like if, you know, there's certain people that I buy from, from time to time. And when I buy from them, I know that it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine because they have a method in a way and they care about their plants and they they're on it 24 seven. And honestly, I feel like there's a bigger chance that there's going to be contamination in these larger facilities. Yeah. There's not, not as much oversight. They think that their big ass grow method is the best method. They don't have eyes on the plants like, you know, everywhere you like you should, like they're not touching it daily and then those plants need to be touched daily. You know, like they, they feel things too. <laughs> like for me, I think that, uh, if I, if, if this was my reality, if my reality was that I was the owner of a large cultivation, I would split my cultivation up into a bunch of boutique cultivations and I would hire, um, I would hire a head person and they could hire a team. Like I want my head grower to also hire their own team. Cause I want them to, uh, to be able to work. And, you know, I want there to be cohesiveness in these spaces. So I would, um, you know, we still, we want to have a basic technique, a same, a same, like we all want to grow in dirt. Like, I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want different methods, but I, I think that I would, I would break my shit up into like, into boutique because then I know that my plants are getting the attention that they need that costs more money. But I mean, that's what you're getting from your underground guy, from your plug girl, guy, girl. I mean, that's how, you know, in the good old days, that's how, you know, my friends play. So this is the problem too. Like this is a, (laughs) this is where there's a, like a, there's a conflict of interest right here. Right. Because Pharma companies do have regulations, but a lot of the former board members are now working for the FDA, who are the people who make those regulations for big pharma. What? So there's 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 no oversight on that. And then that, like, look, big pharma kills so a millions. I mean, and then they're going to take over our industry and, you know, and and and. 
we are not protecting our we're not protecting our craft growers our caregivers our patients we're not we're not protecting the plant um you know like there's i don't know it, it's it's i know people are out there fighting for it and i just feel like <laughs> feel like we're sometimes all it's you know, exhausting because it's yeah. it really is a thing like I remember, I remember way, way back, like I say way, way back, like probably, probably 10 or 12 years ago, I read an article and it was, uh, it was an interview with Willie Nelson. And he uh, said that we, the fight is not over. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he was like, the fight's never going to be over because when we get legalization, we are going to have to fight big cannabis and big cannabis is going to come from big pharma, big tobacco, alcohol industry, um, and other industries too. I was telling you guys recently that, uh, that a friend of mine is, is actively looking for opportunities, uh, has, has almost three decades of experience with the plant is one of my most trusted sources for getting plant material um, and had an interview, the head, the two, the, no, the three head people over cultivation all came from soybean industry, all soybean farmers that just decided to grow a different plant. I mean, kudos to you for getting into the industry, but like, we can't get into the industry that we fought to create. We can't work in it because they, they're kicking us out. Um, they, you know, just to wrap this article up really, um, and it talks about, you know, if that, if they were to change that, you know, where outside investment could be, a, you know, a component um, yes. Is it for the better? Is it for the worst? Uh, you know, or the worst uh, being that once it opens up for outside investment, um, huge amount of capital, pushing out products at lower margins, taking advantage of higher volumes, we lose that small business component again, right? Like yeah. um, that we say we want to protect, that we want to help by allowing for investment to be made. But then uh, those investments, and as we've seen it in many states, you know, go from a company that cares to a company that cares to the company that slightly cares to not care to not care yeah. as yep. that yep. license is moved over and from, over. from, you know, because there's no oversight or regulation on that. And maybe you know, in Washington does say you have to, you, you have to be invested in the state to, to, uh, to, to, to be a part of it, right? Okay. That's fair, but also, what if my cousin, you know, that lives in Colorado, wants to invest? You know, right. does that can I then can they give yeah. it to me? You know, whatever. You know, how does that become an uh, you know whatever? Right, like um, we have an investor that's out of state. We he's a small investor, but we have an investor that's out of state, and then we are also always on the hunt for like big money investors because we do want to expand our business. So like if they can't be from out of state, then they all have to be from within Colorado. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's difficult to, to maneuver in that, in the space where you can only stay here. You can only stay here. You can't go over there where you're going to actually get the best deal with, on your investment too. So you're not like, you know, and that also gives opportunity when people know that you can't go outside of the state for resources, then they can like, 
gouge their their prices up too. Not everybody does that, but some people do. Are you okay? Are you dying? Yeah, no, my no, like my leg is cramping up and I can't like get to a point where I'm like, oh, um, so I'm just gonna stand up. Um, it, you know, they did sign in 2019 their governor. Oh wait, no, this is Oregon. Um, so when we talk about oh who does it better we can do it better well um oregon actually did sign in that you know into law bill that would permit the state to enter into agreements to export yep to other states yeah versus i remember the they opposite did that. y'all you know versus the opposite when uh you know like so oh, well <laughs> so what that means is what that means is and then they're not and the other thing is is oregon's not punished it's not going to there's nothing in there that says that they're going to punish their citizens for doing the same thing as b2b can do so if a citizen goes and gets cannabis somewhere and brings it back across the state line assuming that it's federally legal to do that at that point so they're preparing for federal federal legalization is what they're doing they're making this uh they're making this probably a correct assumption that with uh, legalization of cannabis federally that they are going to be able to participate in interstate commerce and ship cannabis to other states. So they put it into their uh, into their regulations and into their um, documentation that we can do this. We can go and export and and you know work with other other companies that are not in the state of Oregon. They do not have to my knowledge they do not have anything about punishing their citizens once it's federally legal of being able to do the same to come back, you know, go back and forth. And so that's the right purchase that, products whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem I see with that, you know, if you're going to make a a law or uh, a regulation about a future uh, potential possibility uh, that punishes your, like, why, why are you doing like, because, because we want to keep the money in the state, but then that allows the state to jack up the prices for the consumer and then they got nowhere else to go. Um, it's, it just, just let them, if you got the best stuff, you got the best stuff. And plus you got people that are never going to leave the state. They're going to want to stay there and they're going to purchase there, but you really got to make it worth their while. Like we're talking about how, how, uh, how much the, the price of flour has gone down, but here, but you don't see it in the dispensaries. You don't see that in the dispensaries at all. That's only when it's a B2B situation. In the dispensaries, um, we're not seeing, like Colorado being a, probably one of the exceptions, but we're not seeing a lower price eighths in a lot of these dispensaries while the price of flour continues to plummet. We're not seeing that. We're paying for it. We're paying for the price of flour plummeting. We're paying for it in in taxes we're paying for it in uh just the cost of the flour for us as opposed to the cost of what a wholesale company would or a business would pay for it so yeah and and i think that's asinine too because that's where this all started without the growers without the flour we got nothing we got app we got shit what do we have no concentrates no well I mean, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. If they fucking phase out flour, all you're going to be smoking and all you're going to be ingesting 
is is scientifically created in a lab uh products you're there's going to be zero there's going to be zero products that are that are not created in a lab that's that's where this is headed because they can recreate these cannabinoids in structure just i mean just keep that in mind i don't know how you feel about that if it's the same structure and everything i mean maybe you're okay with it but I, I think natural organisms work in your body differently than unnatural. Okay. That's and just lab created. Yeah. yeah. That's just what I believe. That's what I believe. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's like, cause that's a super unscientific approach to, to the, the whole thing. But like literally your body reacts differently when it's, when it comes from the earth and from natural. I'm, anyway that's a yeah that's a that's actually a really great question as it, it really if uh you know when we talk about um i think you mentioned it um and i don't know if it was an israeli university or uh uh doc, i talk about recreated um, no the one that recreated uh a, a molecule with it just not using any plant matter you know but it would uh, I want to say that Dr. Uh, Raphael McCullum does uh, a lot of that stuff and does, but also creates synthetics for the purpose of testing what does this cannabinoid do? Um, because the plant is, we haven't evolved the, the plant to where it's creating, uh, where, where it's creating enough of this cannabinoid to extract it and create something that we, that is usable. And so in order to study the cannabinoids, sometimes synthetics are used in those studies because they are more available. There's more availability for that. Um, and so, um, and so that's, that's a reason for doing it. And so my question is, and so actually that's a very scientifically based thought process. Generally what's uh, natural is better than what's synthesized in molecules. And it's just because we're natural, we're, we're organic, organic organisms. And they're just like, we're not robots. Right. And so, um, and so, yeah, I mean, and some people like when we talk about Delta eight this way, some people are totally okay with it because it came from CBD and it was, um, synthesized and turned into Delta eight. And some people are totally okay with that as much as they're okay with the process of creating like live resin or, or shatter or other types of concentrates. And so, but I don't, I don't see those two things as being in the same, uh, you know, fruit basket as far as like turning one cannabinoid into another cannabinoid through synthesizing and turning a uh, product into a concentrate through, uh, through process. I don't see them as the same, but some people do make that comparison. And I don't know, I just, I would prefer my products come from the plant. And that's, that's kind of like where I've always stood on that. And I am, I, I mean, I just hope that I'm not around, I guess, when, when we go out, when we get, when we lose all of the, uh, plant resource, when the plant resource is, is, is sourced out, 
um, where we have to hunt for boutiques who actually grow I'm, real plants. Like, I hope I'm dead by then. Yeah, no, I don't want to be here for that. Like, I don't want to be um, here for that. That's not the, that's, I don't, where everything's created in a lab, where your food is created in a lab, your, like, even your water is created in a lab. Like, I just, that doesn't sound good to me. That sounds, <sighs> it sounds like hell. That sounds like what hell would be like. That sounds like what hell would be like. And I, I feel like it's flavorless and, 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 and white people run it for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. What's the difference between shatter wax and crumbles? It's really a difference in the processing of it. I, I can't get super technical without like a dictionary in front of me, but about it, but, um, but it's, it's got to do with like heat levels and um, what materials they use in the extraction process uh, and, and things of that nature. So um, we could definitely um, get into that on a show where we're a little bit more prepared to talk about it. But that's, that's the biggest difference between when uh, different types of concentrates, it's just like what process did they, were they pushed through? What materials were used to in this process? um, et cetera, are, are, are how, are how they differ. Um, and then when we talk about live, uh, anything like anything live, uh, means that what they did was they took that plant down. Uh, they did not dry it and they did not cure it. They flash, they froze it, flash freezing it. And then, um, and then they, uh, process it, however, uh, to get the different like sugar sauce, uh, things like that. Um, you won't see it like shatters in that in a live. Uh, I've never seen like a live shatter uh, or anything. They're usually some kind of sauce or sugar or something like that. Um, and uh, and also, so I know that some growers do cure the and and I think this is the best way because um, uh, the taste is better. But they do cure the processed product. So once they've processed the product. They do a curing process as you would with the plant, like making sure that there's air circulation and, um, you know, uh, not a lot of light. So so keeping them in kind of in a dark space and kind of curing them as you would a plant, um, but to help uh, pull those terpenes up to the surface so you can get a good flavor. Because a lot of your live products are going to have really intense terpene flavor. Um, and that's because of the flash freezing. It, it uh, maintains those terpenes a little bit better than the other processes uh, tend to do. Yeah. And then and then like there's differences, but some some use some like nitrogen or CO2. Um, BHO is still used, but it's not as popular as it used. I mean, we used to get some tar colored concentrate it was dark um, <laughs> um but you'll see like more amber colors or white white is a very pure color um that means a lot of a lot of the unnecessary shit was pulled all the way out of that product you got a really pure product with any kind of white concentrate and a lot of those are live as well um so yeah and then the flavor profiles on live products are just top notch and some of them use heat and some of them do not use heat. And so there's, there's a few differences in the process and how you get the different textures and how you get the different products and stuff. It's really interesting. I'd actually love uh, to, that's the only kind of space that I've not worked in 
uh, as a professional is, is an extraction space and a kitchen, I guess. Um, but, uh, I would really love to, uh, work in a space like that. Um, just to like obtain that knowledge and understand the different processes and how we get from here to here with the plant. I just, I love that. Uh, yeah, butane's been used a lot. You got to be really careful. You got to make sure that anything that's used in your product is like not in your product at the end of it. So, um, again, be careful with um, if you're making underground purchases, be careful with who's making your product because um, if they're not doing the process right, then things that are not supposed to stay in the product might stay in the product and that could be unhealthy. And so that's sometimes problematic, but if they have the right equipment and machinery uh, to do the process that they intend to do um, and they follow the instructions and they follow a, a like a step-by-step, step, uh, a lot of your um, growers and your processors especially are very uh, uh, radio instruction type people. Um, so they have a process that they follow step-by-step. Step. Uh, it's probably written out somewhere, but they have it memorized by now. And, um, and when they learn things, they use that, they use that uh, until, until, it's, until it's stuck in their head um, and they don't miss a beat. I've seen the, I've seen those, those types. I mean, I'm more of a flow of a go with the flow type and I have worked in cultivation and, uh, can follow that if I have structure. Uh, but like definitely the, the people who I've seen like run these spaces really super successfully are, are, are driven by radio instruction type of learning and manual type of learning and expression. So, Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just got on a tangent on that. I apologize. Have you? <laughs> yeah, have, have you heard of making uh, wax with a hair straightener? So you can make concentrate with, yeah, you can. Um, you just have to have the right temperatures. Uh, you would want to have like uh, the parchment paper. And uh, what you would do is uh, you could use flour or you could use um, like hash that's like uh pulled from the flower so like um not not the sand flower you, yeah your, your sandbox sand you can use here. your sandbox too <laughs> yeah you could definitely use your sandbox so any of those crystals any way that you can get those crystals um and then you would put it in between it's a, it's a heat press so they they make these huge heat presses now that you can put a bunch in and and like press and then you'll see the videos where the parchment paper and then the yellow gooey coming out of there. Um, that's, that's what's happening. It's probably like um, in those, in those, ex in those types where you see a lot of it, that, that is already a concentrate, that's already concentrated material being turned into uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the type of concentrate that you're going to, the way you're going to use it is going to be different. So it's probably like what she was saying, like sandbox material or something of that nature, like hash that you've pulled. Um, and, and then you press that and it comes and it comes through like that. It's most likely sandbox because of how, of the color of it, the amber um, or the light yellow color of it. It's most likely, uh Yeah sandbox stuff. dude uh you just buy your it. own damn listen i'm gonna need you to go out and buy your own 
hair press, or you go out and buy her a new and amazing one. And then you can use her old one, but like, seriously, don't, don't, don't use the one she uses for her He's hair. He's a smart man. He's a smart yeah, I know man. he is. But I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying this for everybody else that's oh. listening as well, because y'all don't do that. And, that. and that would be considered solventless. You're not using any yes. solvents to pull those, uh, you know, and yes. that. Um, and uh, yeah, so heat or ice. And if you use, um, if you use plant material or you use the hash that you, you know, like the, that comes off of the, the plant material, like on your fingers, when you're trimming or whatever, if you use that, it is going to be darker. Uh, but the same, the same similar concept is, is applied. Uh, but yeah, using your sandbox material, you're probably going to get a yellowy or ambery color, um, check on the internet to get proper temperatures for doing that. Um, and make sure you, uh, use enough parchment paper and you have a place that that gooey can go into because yeah, you're gonna have to put it somewhere. Um, parchment paper, parchment paper. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure that you prep your area and everything. It sounds like a great idea to do it with a hair straightener, but honestly that could get kind of messy and kind of like, you know, it's, it's, you know, but on, on, it, you, you could just do it on a whim maybe and try it out. I don't know. Give it a shot. Tell us how it goes. Yeah. You could, yeah. That's what's in your sandbox is the key. That's what that is. So yeah, you could definitely use that. Um, then it, and like I said, it'll probably have like a, a light yellow or a light green tinge to it when it comes, when it comes out as the gooey, but yeah, give it a shot. Tell us how it goes and tell us how it tastes. You don't want to have too much heat because too much heat is going to burn off your cannabinoids and some of your terpenes as well. Well, terpenes and cannabinoids are super volatile to heat um, terpenes more so than cannabinoids. So, so high heat can really burn a lot of those off and, um, and, and you lose the medicinal value of some of that. So just be careful with your heat settings. Uh, make sure your temperatures are right, et cetera. Give a shot. Yeah. Tell us how it goes. Yeah, um, watch that video again. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Instructions yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, she's the radio instructions, right? She's the step-by-step. She works that way. <laughs> and I honestly work that way too. If if I can get the step-by-step written, then we're that's how I work too. But if I can't get it written, I will go with the flow. I will just get the job done, you know? Just do it. <laughs> so so that's how that's how it's different. Um, I, I just wanted to touch on, um, you guys know... <laughs> Fight for your rights, fight for your right to keep your voice, because like in Texas right now, they just uh, passed on the ballot um, in five cities uh, decriminalization. Now, right now, three of those cities are challenging those votes. The voters will. They're challenging it, threatening to repeal decriminalization, being like, oh, well, you know, what if you put that um, the the smell of marijuana is probable cause. But no, because decriminalization means that we don't have interactions with the police on nonviolent cannabis offenses. And so, no, that's not a reason to search my car. That's not a reason to pull me over. That's not a reason to stop me on the street. No, no police interaction for the for that reason. And, um, and, and, and that's not what we voted for. Like, that's literally not what we voted for. We're not okay. Like we, they, they specifically pointed that out. So I feel like the law, like the, what they voted for specifically said 
that the smell of marijuana is not probable cause or something to that effect to make them say, hey, uh, what if you put the, we weren't comfortable with that language. That's what they said. And I'm just like, no, but no, but that's the language that we voted for. Right. So go out and vote. Don't let them steal your voice. If they try to steal your voice, you gotta, you gotta fight. You gotta gotta gotta, gotta 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 say something. You gotta, you know, it's it's really what it is. that are doing the you know fighting like uh donate to them at least and they'll Uh, they'll tell you what to do right Uh, yeah they'll tell you what to do or you donate to donate your time or your money or or your resources i don't know donate to those organizations that are fighting to make sure that our our voices are not only heard but not overturned um what's up um hold on a second let me let me pull um, let's see here. What is it? Oh, here it is. What, what is the, um, organization that is, they are called, um, hold on just a second. Let me just see what this organization is called ground game, Texas. So their organization is called ground game, Texas. I'm going to ask you guys to, uh, to write, to write that down ground game, Texas, go follow them on Facebook, um, see what they need, see if they, uh, you know, they, they are working hard to make sure that the, that the voters in Texas are heard. They went out and they voted and they said across the board, no, you cannot continue to, uh, put us in jail for this plan. They said, what's up? They said, uh, they said, uh, we want this decriminalized in five cities in Texas and ground game, Texas, ground game, Texas is working really hard to make sure that those are not repealed or overturned or changed in ways that will hurt the citizens, uh, of these cities. Uh, I'll tell you that one city is, uh, has, I think they've already started the process of repeal. And so Ground Game Texas is now going to have to put on the ballot that um, a repeal of the repeal. And that's going to be super fucking confusing. A repeal of the repeal. What did you just say to me? Like, that's going to be really confusing for the citizens of Texas. So um, we're going to continue to watch this story, really, because I think it's super important. I'm actually going to put on my list right now. I'm going to write it down. Ground Game Texas. I would actually like to reach out to them and get them on the show and see what they need from us and see if there's anything that we can do to um, continue to support what they're doing and try to get um, the, make sure that the voices in Texas are not overturned because some people in the city council do not agree with them. That's not your job. You were hired to voice the will of the people. And when the will of the people say, this is what we want, that is what you are supposed to vote for. That is what you're supposed to enact. That's what you're supposed to do. Like that's why we hired you. And if you can't do your job, yeah, if you can't do your job, then it's time for you to be replaced. Like, that's, I don't know. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody's, <laughs> if anybody's listening from Texas, I'm going to tell you right now, Greg Abbott, really, you hired him again. Really? You hired him again when you had Beto O'Rourke as yeah, an well, option? Obviously you've got cities that are, are trying to not uh, do exactly this, to not, uh, you know, write it as it's intended. Oh man, I just, Um, it was crazy to me that Beto O'Rourke didn't win that, but I think everybody knew it was coming too. But I just, I was like, 
my mind, I was like, what? Because he was going to not only he was going to decriminalize cannabis across Texas, but he also like he also, uh, you know, was trying. First of all, he was out there to protect Texas. And I I don't understand how you just rehired somebody that let something as as bad as what happened in Texas happen and and not hold anybody accountable for the way that they proceeded with that and let those little babies perish. And um, we already gave you guys our trigger warning. So, um, so, so I can't even believe you rehired that person. That's not going to hold the police accountable for the way that they behaved in that situation. I can't even, and not do anything about it and not do anything about it to change, to change anything, to not even try to change anything, to just stand on these fucking talking points and not care about people and not care about children. And, and, and anyways, that's my rant. Okay. I'm sorry. Ladies um, here to let me know. Yeah. That yeah. It's six it's, o'clock. <laughs> it is six o'clock. It's actually on um, the frigging dot. Oh shit. Six, okay, oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing almost went down. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't say the thing that uh, I usually say when we do our advertisements. So I forgot to tell you guys to pop this kitty and put it in your mouth. But as always, Queen Kitty Seltzer does uh, sponsor this show. We are our own sponsors. We would love some more. If you guys want um, to work with us on sponsorship, give us a call. Um, so Queen Kitty Seltzer, uh, check out our website. Uh, you can go to our solo link and, and find our website there, which is what we have up here. But you can also go to queenkittyseltzer.com. And the drinks are up and the apparel is up. And uh, you can uh, support us. Uh, if you want to purchase through there, you can support us by sharing our links. You can support us um, by rocking our gear. If you get any of our gear, uh, Christmas is just around the corner. I'm going to tell you guys right now, are we having any sales? Absolutely. We're not, <laughs> not, we're not, you know why? Because we just started this business in March and we just can't afford it right now. Um, but, uh, we're, we're doing the best we can to, to keep the prices as low as we can right now. And we're looking for options to get them lower every single day. Um, and we're also looking at other product options that, um, we can provide for you, um, because we are, um, working towards a lifestyle brand. So we're going to have other products, hopefully in the relative near future that we're going to be able to provide for you. And uh, yes, thank you for the follow on Instagram. Um, you can find all of our links on solo.to slash Queen Kitty Seltzer, including our website. Um, and like I said, you can go there and you can um, purchase cans, except in Hawaii, Idaho, Iowa, uh, New Hampshire, South Dakota, and Mississippi. Those are the only places we cannot ship to. We will not ship to. And if you don't understand why, look up Tommy Chong. Uh, Pennsylvania and bongs because literally he went to jail for that to prison for that because there was, uh, you know, uh, a law against shipping bongs into Pennsylvania before they legalized. And uh, Tommy Chong went to prison because somebody harassed him and harassed him and harassed him. And finally he gave in and was like, fuck it, just send this guy this thing. He went to prison. He went to prison. You guys, I'm not going to prison for none of y'all. So I will not ship to any of those states. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. Harass me if you'd like, uh, but it's not going to happen. With that said, uh, vote and change the law in your state so we can vote. Uh, send it in. Vote, vote, <laughs> vote, 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 vote. <laughs> um, uh, we love you guys. Uh, be nice to yourself. 
Put your mask on before assisting others. I'm listening to my own self today. <laughs> uh, cultivate love. Bring it to you. You deserve it. And of course, as always, stay lifted. I'm going to like this little bitty piece of a joint. <laughs> stay lifted, y'all. Stay lifted, y'all. We love y'all. We'll see you on Monday. Uh, thank you. Thank you for hanging out. See you guys on Monday.